This is Audio Gyan and I am your host Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. Welcome to Audio Gyan. This is a part of series uh, which is called Where Are the Designers? A series which features top 12 influential design leaders. talking about their process of hiring uh, challenges in finding and retaining talent and uh, some tips and tricks for young designers i am also happy to introduce my co-host for this series abhinit abhinit tiwari he heads uh, uh, he's a designer at gojek hey abhinit welcome back hey kedar happy to be back again and happy to be talking to shrinath today yeah so we have uh, shrinath rangamani with us on audio gan today he's been a guest at audio gan back in jan 2019 where i remember we had met in a studio in bangalore and uh, we spoke about swiggy's design philosophy it's a must listen kind of a episode uh, shrinath heads the design at swiggy uh, previously at mintra storemate and adobe uh, he's a digital designer uh, with over 15 years of experience in the creative interaction and product design world building mobile apps web and many other things hey welcome back shrinath Welcome to Audio Gan, and uh, pleasure to have you. Thanks, Kedar. Thanks. Uh, good to be back. And uh, yeah, hi, uh, Abhinit. And it's great to have uh, an interaction <laughs> with you, folks. Been long time. Times are tough. I hope everyone is uh, staying safe and staying home. And these are tough times. And we should just. I wish all the listeners good uh, health first, and you folks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so far good. Uh, Bombay, it's recovering a little bit. Uh, abhinit what's yeah. what's at your end uh, in indonesia uh, so far we are still at um, hopefully uh, we are still at the lowest uh, part of the first wave ending here and hopefully there won't be a second wave so so far so good uh, hanging in but yeah scary times uh, yes. a lot of people having a really tough time so same as shrinath yeah. i hope everybody stays indoors and stays safe yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, Shrinath, we have like a surprise round for you. Uh, I had shared some questions, but uh, this is sort of a rapid fire round, which is a new thing in Audio Gan. Super. Yeah, there would be ten questions, and yeah, we are making notes, and hopefully, we'll circle back uh, on some some questions which uh, could land you in trouble also. But yeah, just feel free <laughs> <Shoot> to. <it. laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's. Uh, yeah. So the first question is: Yeah, because you are in Swiggy, what's your favorite food? Um. Oh yeah, paneer butter masala. <laughs> paneer butter masala. Okay. Okay. Like a like a Tamilian having. You know, I'm a typical uh, Indian kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's kind of a surprise. Uh. Yeah. No idli, no upma. <laughs> so nice. I'm a big paneer fan. So yeah, paneer and pizzas. <laughs> wow. Great. Uh. This is. I don't know whether you'll have the latest data, but any record of fastest time like a delivery boy delivered through Swiggy. Yeah, I think we have set quite a few records. If I can recall, um, around fourteen minutes or thirteen minutes. Wow. Yeah, I, I've heard some people actually getting their order delivered in less than like some fifteen minutes. So somewhere around thirteen or fourteen minutes must be close by. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, record is and, a record. And the longest time, which <laughs> probably. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah, could okay. be well over an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you look in a designer? Attitude or aptitude? Attitude is more important. 
Um, so I think uh, when, when you are coming into design, you need to have a great attitude towards things like uh, curiosity towards uh, things and you have to listen to people first. So you should be a people person. So attitude drives a lot of the listening behavior. So I think I would pick attitude. Superb, superb. Uh, what impresses you more? Uh, portfolio full of like eye candy stuff or like a well-written medium article? I think it's a mix of both. Um, you never know, different people have different skill sets. Uh-huh. And it's the ability of the person to use the skill set to drive a certain mandate uh, that they are responsible for. Nice. That makes or breaks a designer. But of course, all these well-articulated thoughts, you know, are valued. So it depends on the articulation. You can have a visual storytelling and dribble, or you could have a great medium article in words, but pictures speak thousand words. You know, yeah. both of them <laughs> actually yeah. make sense. Your favorite design quote? Uh, design is never done. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, favorite designer in India, if any, or uh, outside India? Beat any domain. There are a ton of people. I love my design team. Actually, all mm-hmm. of the people in my design team. Just love them. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, I love Prasanna and my team and Sapta, so many folks. Apart from that, yes, of, of course, uh, Sunit is one of those folks uh, whom I love. And, uh, and yeah, uh, outside, I think I love Mike Patas. Uh, he's one of those people who actually inspired me to come to, you know, product design long back. Mm-hmm. So when I joined Adobe, uh, there were a couple of designers there, uh, you know, who inspired me. So, yeah. So... Great, great. Many people actually, I don't even know where to start. It's just, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's Star Wars all around, like, you know, so yeah, I mean, if it's India, I think uh, it's much easier. Nice, nice. Your favorite interview question? My favorite interview question. Okay. This is a googly. <laughs> there are many questions, but these days, uh, what is design? Okay. <laughs> may come out okay. cliche but then like you know that's the gotcha <laughs> always oh, super, yeah super. so because people different people give different answers so it just excites me okay so this one I'm adding on the fly that have you ever ordered from Zomato yeah yeah a lot Achha, a lot okay just to yeah. just to test the bugs or uh, the experience or like generally availability or maybe paneer is a mix of both yeah, oh, it's it's a mix of both. Yeah, nice. I think yeah. they are certain. They are good in certain areas. We are good in certain areas. So it just works out. As a consumer, sure. I think you should be open to options. Sure. But yeah. yeah. Your favorite app? Then uh, out of those, nay, general. <laughs> oh, general. Okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, wow. Okay, that's a tough question. I love Facebook Paper, and uh, I love uh, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Airbnb is one of my favorite favorite apps. I think okay. great respect for that team. Yeah, many, many apps, uh, but I think these two came come to my mind. Okay. And uh, yeah, your last, like your first reaction or like what are the words which just come out of your mouth when, when like a PM comes with a solution rather than a problem statement? I mean, this is my personal favorite, so I just thought. Sorry? Yeah, okay. I just asked them to come to the whiteboard <laughs> and okay. answer a couple of questions. Nice, nice. But these days, it's been a challenge. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no whiteboards. Yeah, no All whiteboards. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think these were the rapid wire round. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the main question and the main topic quite of today. Quite a few Googlies there. <laughs> I'm hoping that <laughs> answer them correctly. You, you yeah. launched okay, all anyway. of them really well, Srinath. Two, not one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Abhinit, you want to go ahead? 
Yeah, let's let's switch gears. So, to start off, Srinath, let's start from the very beginning. Right. The first thing we want to know is, of course, the theme of this series is where are the designers. So, right. the first thing I'll ask you is, if you could recall for us uh, at the start of your design career, when was the first time that hiring designers really became a P zero problem for you, uh, and how was that experience? Okay. Um, yeah. So I think design, product design in India sort of picked up in 2010, 11 types. I think then Flipkart and uh, Adventra and Adobe actually had a very good design team. Yep. That's the OG design team as I, you know, I know of because I've been, I'm from Adobe. <laughs> uh, so actually that's where I saw uh, Jay actually uh, picking up hiring big time and he set up a huge team. And uh, personally for me, where it got kicked off is uh, Adventra. That's where most of the validation happened that like, yes, design is finally here and Indian companies need lots of designers and designers can actually influence the product, right? So all of these things, and then like, where are the designers? The question came from, uh, I think 2013 onwards when I started setting up the Mintra team. Whereas was first time when I talked to the HR team, uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we should have a big design team. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, like, you know, what do you think? Like four or five or something? Like, what do you are you kidding? Like we should have 10, 15 member team. I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. So that's going to be good. And uh, that was my first experience where I felt that, okay, fine. Like design is now uh, being seen as a P0 sort of a thing because, uh, and then, and funnily, like, you know, I was having a chat with the then CTO, CPO, Shamik, who's a great influential leader at Mintra. And he was like, yeah, we should have a, what is the ratio you're looking at? I was like, yeah, I want some ones to seven ratio or something, <laughs> right? Seven engineers to one designer. And uh, and he was like, okay, cool. That's first world, but we will try. We'll try to get at least one is to 10. And he got actually that. So so I, uh, so I felt that around 2013 at Mintra has been actually, I, I saw uh, design becoming a P0 um, sort of a hiring thing. Uh, and it's been crazy for the past three, four years. I mean, it's just picked up and, I mean, no more questions of where are the designers. It's like people start with, okay, where's my designer? Like, you know, you should be already here, right? Like, you know, so that's where most of the discussions today start with that. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that sounds very familiar. Um, yeah. yeah. In fact, I remember, time, yeah. sorry, sorry to interrupt just, but I remember I, I recently saw the Jobs movie again on Netflix. And mm-hmm. uh, he, when he was moving, yeah. he was moved to, I think, Lisa. Or, or the new Mac team, I think. The new Mac, yeah, the new team. Mac team. He just enters and says, where is the designer? Where's the designer, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the yeah. design and the team. Where's your design team, he asks. Design team. <laughs> so, yeah. Such a classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to uh, move forward, um, Srinath, let's, let's talk about how do you do hiring at Swiggy these days. And we have to begin with sourcing. So... Uh, I have to right. ask, like, what do you do about sourcing? Is it typically the HR that sources the pool for you? Or is it the designers and you yourself who hustle together a pool? How how do you go about finding designers? Okay, I should be careful not to spill the beans because we have our <laughs> own secret way of finding designers. <laughs> but let me try to put it as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough problem, to be very sure. frank. Right? Like, you know, there are a lot of designers but then to pick the interest of good designers, it's a huge challenge, right? Sure. Like, you know, and uh, and also if you see, uh, if you look around, like everybody is sort of hiring, right? Like, you know, and so retaining the talent and hiring good talent is turning out to be a huge, humongous challenge, right? And so yeah. hiring is like a wave, I would say for us, right? Like, you know, you begin early, 
you'll have two to three waves, like, you know, that you'll have, you know, five to six uh, sets of designers who are talking to you, who are expressing their interest. It would sound sort of different, but I would say it's, you know, you do the vibe check, right? Like, you know, and I mean, you may ask what is vibe, but then vibe is there, right? Like, you know, <laughs> right? For design teams, yeah, it's so important to have a vibe. So it's like, it's like the first wave is about finding out the vibe and then, and then figuring out, okay, fine. Like, you know, for the role that we are looking at and for the opportunity, or the product that we are creating, like, you know, who are the set of designers, right? Whom who we would like to have, right? Like, you know, and yeah. uh, and that is the second wave where we look at and start to prune uh, a lot of uh, folks. Of course, like at Swiggy's level now, like, you know, when we started, back then when we started, we had to go and say, hey, we are a great design team. We are hiring and, and people would say, oh, no. Like, you know, first put out a good app, sure. right? And then, uh, and then when we redesigned the app and there was a little bit of interest. Now there's loads of interest, right? Like, you know, when you put out a tweet, like there's some 300, 400 people immediately sort of responding. And we've been very grateful to attract talent like that. Yep. Um, but then again, right? Like, you know, you've got to have a pool of uh, designers who are interested because you're not, you cannot always hire, yep. right? Like, you know, but at the same time, when the time comes, you can't go searching. So it's important to build um, sort of a backlog or a pool of people who are uh, well, most likely to fit in your design team and suited for your own product and uh, keep the pool always engaged, uh, interactive. So when the time comes, like you're starting, you know, you start moving the conversations ahead. So that's what we try to do. Sure. And a big part of it also comes from referrals as well. Yeah. I was just right. going to so, get to that. Like, I was yeah. just going to ask how big a role does a referral play in your sourcing in the pool? Yeah, yeah it's, I think it plays a huge role. Because, I mean, design teams are pretty small, right? Like, you know, and I talked about yeah. the vibe check and vibes usually come from like, you know, people around you, right? Like, you know, they have the similar mindset. But of course, you don't want to make sure, you want to make sure that the team is diverse. But at the same time, you want to know, I mean, like your people understand uh, what fits, you know, this company and what are the needs and who are the people with the right skill set, the right mental attitude to sort of come in and start contributing. Right. So obviously, um, you know, when you're a smaller team, actually referrals work quite well, right? Like, you know, because, yeah. you know, you're actually telling your friend that, hey, this is quite a small team. You're still growing. Why don't you come in? You'll play a pivotal role in sort of building this team. Yeah. So that's when I think referrals are great. But beyond a certain point, like, I mean, it's a small community. How many more designers <laughs> would you know, right? Like, even if you have like one to five networking uh, thing, like you would at most refer some four to five designers. So you can, you have to watch your, watch your life for that, sure. right? So so I think uh, it's a mix. When when you become a larger team, though, referrals would become thirty to forty or fifty percent of it, and the other fifty percent is going to be around. Hey, I mean, like you know, pool of designers, even colleges, right? Like you know, fresh recruits, because now you have the depth in your team to make sure that there are enough mentors in your team, leads in your team, to go ahead and hire folks, diverse set of folks, right? Like sure. you know, so their sure. experience doesn't matter. So yeah. 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 So I have to double click on that vibe check bit, uh, Srinath, for sure. Um, all <laughs> of know. us know like it's like culture fit and uh, vibe is important. But to me personally, it feels like, you know, the candidate is having a great day and you're also having a great day. There's not much science to it. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Could you share with us any Srinath tips that you have for, you know, what do you do to get a vibe check? Or if you have any stories of, you know, sometimes you get into the room, start talking to the person and you immediately know this is not going to work out. So what are some of those red flags? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I wouldn't say it's more of having a fun time mm -hmm. uh, or uh, having 
more interactivity in the session. Sure. It is about connecting at a personal level, right? Like, you know, where you're opening up, uh, you may be a very quiet designer, like, you know, you may be an introvert, but how comfortable are you, right? Like, you know, in sort of opening up as a professional, right? Like, you know, and uh, how do you think about design, right? Like, you know, what's your uh, mental uh, sort of focus around some of these things? Where do you want to go, right? Like, you know, those kind of things, people who sort of are very interested in the role sort of open up. Mm. So I'm talking about opening up where you're where you're sharing ideas around, uh, you know, what have I done? Why did I love design in the first place? What excites me even today to put a pixel, right? Like, you know, of course, like from the outside, it looks like, okay, okay earlier you designed for fashion. Now you're designing for food. Yeah. My mother-in-law says that, okay, now earlier you sold clothes. Now you're selling food. That's the big difference, right? Like you know, <laughs> nothing else. But then what excites you about this role, right? Like what excites you about this career in the first place? Yeah. So that needs to, connect for us, right? Like at sure. least for me, uh, the design teams that I've built, the designers are very passionate about some of these things, right? Like, you know, they look at the minutest of the details, they care about it, and they want people to fret about some of these things. Sure. And uh, that's what we look at when we're going into uh, a session where we feel that, okay, like, you know, white check is basically about like, how excited are they about design, sure. right? Like, you know, are they willing to push the agenda forward, right? Like, are they willing to connect with people at a personal level, understand and empathize with uh, with what other people are trying to do, not just users, right? But sure. also the internal folks. Yeah, yeah. Like, because if you can't connect or collaborate at a personal level, I don't think you can design better because design is a very inclusive process. Yeah. You can't be left. It's so important to be left to one person or one team or one discipline, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I think it's important that you also, you may be an introvert, you may be a quiet person, but then when it comes to uh, speaking design, when it comes to articulating your design thoughts or your design decisions, right? Like, you know, how do you open up? You, you've got to be beautiful, sure. right? Like, you've got to open up all your feathers. You've got to show all your things, right? Like, you know, and, and attract ideas, right? And that's what we look at in the white check. And, uh, and this could come, I mean, different people have different things, right? Like, you know, some people would open up in terms of skill sets where they will come and say, okay, this is what I can bring to the table. Like, you know, very flavorful sort of things. Other set of people are going to be like, no, I'm very good in thought process and this is the depth of thought that I carry and I, this is what I can contribute to the team and uh, to Swiggy as in general. So so vibes come in different form, but it's generally about that intuitiveness, that engagement and uh, that a sense of purpose, sure. right? Like, you know, I, I want to come in and just influence a team or uh, influence leadership. I don't want to just be there putting pixels and be happy about uh, shipping shiny things. Of, of course, that is also very, very important, equally yeah. important. But then, you know, having that motivation, right? Like, you know, and, you know, having the desire, the driven, right? Like, you know, that you are actually driven to do something. That's what uh, I mean by white check. Sure. Right. And, uh, and otherwise, like, the problem is like, you know, if you don't find people like that, I mean, uh, like there's this, this uh, paraphrasing Steve Jobs, right? Like he used yeah. to say A players, hire A, A players, right? Like, you know, so I mean, if you don't, hire them, like, you know, of course, you're going to bring everyone down, right? Like, you know, so that's a very, very typical problem, um, you know, that a design leader at least carries, right? Like, you know, compared to other leaders where there are different jobs, but then design is just one job, right? Like, you know, so so there's no, I mean, it's a multidisciplinary job, right? Like, you know, you, you have UI, UX, everything, but then it all has to come in totality and matter to the user, yeah. right? Like, you know, so Wipe check is important from that perspective, not necessarily about friendliness or uh, <laughs> connecting at a, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, personal level. Yeah. 
thanks lots to pick on there but i'll let kedar yeah. pick on <laughs> no no in fact i'm picking from one one of the threads so i believe you are doing like a great job with uh, swiggy design folks uh, the instagram handle that you have is that one of the reasons or one of the initiatives within the company to to make other designers i don't know envy or or just look at what kind of culture you are building and what sort of talent you have yeah i mean i don't think it was done to envy anyone right like you know i think our goal of doing the instagram was we wanted our story to come out right like you know we wanted our no sorry designers. sorry when I, <laughs> yeah. yeah no but yeah the envy part was mainly for people who are uh not in the professional workforce yet okay like the college vibes has that thing right uh, i mean right. i would like to be a part of this why am i not part of this that's where i was coming from but yeah go ahead yeah yeah so absolutely i think one of the reasons for us was uh, to do it was uh, when you are a small team uh, almost everyone knows uh, who's who right in a design team right like you know the community knows uh, it's a very small community as well and uh, and the word spreads fast but then uh, as you become a big team uh, not everyone uh, is great with storytelling right like you know and so mm-hmm. it's important to empower designers to tell their own story right like you know and so we found out that we wanted to do at least uh, one initiative where we let that we introduce designers our designers to the outside world right like you know and uh, let them tell their own story mm-hmm. right like you know everybody has an interesting story to say in terms of why they came to design or what is that they are doing at swiggy design and what do they work on right like you know our idea was to basically do something where we can uh, connect a uh, touch base with the outside world and share our ideas share our learnings that's where we began but then pandemics <laughs> took over and we couldn't do the part 2 so it was supposed to be a three part series in which we say okay we'll do introductions first second we'll ask the designers to sort of come in and share the thought process um you know of any project that they worked on or something and then eventually you know do a very fun series right like you know but then we will definitely do it but the idea was you know for the design team to sort of tell their own stories and instagram is one of those ways where we uh, where we began that sure interesting so taking a bit of a tangent here but um and the next thing i want to ask about is um what are your views on internships like what do you what value do you think interns add uh, to the design team and at swiggy specifically like right. how how did the conversation with your team or with yourself go that hey we should probably hire interns like how do you decide yeah. i think yeah. Yeah. and and just to add to that uh, my understanding is also uh, swiggy must have been quite fast paced right uh, being like matlab becoming a unicorn in just 3 4 years it's it's definitely like a fast paced environment right. as per my guess yeah so how like how do you balance even interns uh right. if they are coming in right first i think uh, for the longest time we didn't have any interns we didn't even open internships that's because of the nature of the business in itself mm-hmm. right like you know swiggy has a very complicated sort of a business where you have uh, where you interfacing with the consumer at one end and you have restaurants on the other end and then there's delivery partners right yeah so for designers to understand this ecosystem and to um and to gain a certain mastery in understanding the business it takes a lot of time but then over a period of time like you know like what you say like because it's very fast paced uh, you know you uh, you tend to innovate faster and then uh, you know solutions become very repeatable right like you know and that's when you need fresh fresh minds fresh ideas and that's when we we said that okay like you know i think we are in a phase where we need to innovate fast and uh, but 
one thing we were very clear about that we didn't want interns to come in and become a pair of hands for us. That's not why we should hire interns for. Sure. Uh, interns should come with a fresh perspective. They should come in and break the mold and bring in something, bring something new, either in terms of uh, skills. Like for example, uh, we knew that our storefront is mostly static of sorts. Like we, we had good visuals, but then you know, you know, the whole world is moving towards more storytelling where motion is there, video plays a big part uh, in sort of defining the storefronts, et cetera, et cetera. So we actually had an intern who's capable of bringing in these dimensions to the product, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, so it's a win-win for both, right? Like, you know, the intern is actually coming in with a hustle mindset to come in and say, okay, I know this, I can get this done. So I'm going to help you do X, Y, Z things, right? Like, you know, so that's what that's that's what you do as an intern, right? But at the same time, sure. you don't want that to be like, ah, good job, like, you know, go back to your college and present whatever that you want to do, right? Like we wanted to be going into the app, right? Like whatever that they are doing, they should be usable in the app, sure. right? Like for one of the interns who joined actually, created uh, walkthrough videos for Genie, which actually went inside the app and that person felt really, really vindicated for uh, taking internships at Swig, right? There was a second uh, intern uh, from Durki who actually joined and who's now a full-time designer uh, at Swig, nice. right? Like, you know, he came in and did the Apple Watch uh, app, right? Like, you know, and uh, he's now a full-time designer at Swiggy. So we actually used the app. The, the, app was, uh, the Apple Watch app was actually uh, done uh, by one of those interns, right? So... Sure. When we, but then if you ask me, there are no, there are no interns now because we know that there is a phase where the company goes through where you allow interns to come in and you know, a lot of ideas bubbling up and that's where an intern can thrive. And we also mm-hmm. have the time to actually guide the intern, nurture the intern and then give them uh, something back. Yeah. Right. So it's almost about that. And that's where we feel that okay, internships again, like, you know, needs to be valuable win-win for both. Right. If it's not, then there's no point in having because, mm. and it's becoming increasingly challenging, right? Because interns yeah. actually learn passively, right? Like, you know, there's no active learning that happens, right? Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. very distracted and, uh, you know, they want to get stuff done and, and you can't tell them to do X, Y, Z things, right? Like you just tell them largely, this is what we're looking at and why don't you go ahead and explore, right? You know, that's what you can do. Uh, in a work from home setup, it becomes really tough, you know, because, like the true nature of intern is like, you know, you know, observing someone discussing and then picking up something from that and then trying to apply it in their work and see if that's the career that they want to build or not. Right. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, all of these conversations uh, are, are now becoming meetings. Right. And we know <laughs> yes. terrible at meetings. And that's where we pause internships for now because we want to do justice when, when we pick people up. And, uh, and I mean, they're going to decide a career based on their experience at Sweet. So uh, for now it's on hold, but we love interns, right? Like, you know, and uh, we will definitely open up a lot of uh, positions, uh, internship positions uh, very soon. Yeah. And you pick, you mentioned something interesting there. This was a realization the first time I hired interns. I realized that it's a lot of work for the team. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, taking out the mental bandwidth to mentor them and to show them the ways. Uh, it takes a lot of uh, no, absolutely. Of, I think, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, like if they're going to decide on a career based on the experience, first you have to lead them first, right? Like, you know, you don't want to put a bad impression and then <laughs> make them go off design. You know, that's the worst thing that you can do. So it's a lot of high bar, you know, actually hiring an intern. And I think design interns are very, very judgmental. They judge you in seconds, right? Like, oh, this is a design team who doesn't even have, you know, Steve Jobs codes or uh, or, <laughs> <laughs> or any cool scale models or whatever it is. I mean, like, they don't even have Iron Man. Like, I don't know what what design team is this. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so all they do is meetings all day. Yeah, all they yeah. do is meetings all day, and they're <laughs> just sketching. So, so I think it's a very high bar sometimes. Uh, and uh, but then it's very important that uh, at least moving forward for the setup in India, internships are going to be crucial. In sort of opening up the career, opening mm. up design as a career option for many folks, because uh, even today, yeah. like a lot of folks are self-taught, and internships is the only way for you to sort of. do it and see it for yourself that if design is going to be a good career option for you or not yeah absolutely on that note we'll be right back and welcome back to the show so you mentioned about um, like a intern coming in and applying motion graphic skills or some other skills right yeah. so you you see a gap and you if the right talent gets uh, in or if the right talent pitches in at the right time you you can leverage that i want to just take this a bit broader and and touch upon diversity right. again it it may not be directly connected but just just in terms of the kind of skill set which certain person brings or the kind of different perspectives which like a opposite gender or a different kind of a yep. like minded person or a exactly opposite kind of a person brings in so is there any now that it's it's sort of stable and it's it is established are there any guidelines or are there any checks that you have to ensure diversity in the team a bit of any kind yeah i think as of now you will have to ensure it right as design leaders we have the responsibility to make sure that we think about this mm. you don't want people uh you want like minded people but we don't want the same to same people so uh, i mean like you know you, the strength of a design team depends on how diverse it is and uh and i wouldn't leave it to be too organic at this point in time because because it's not well represented yet and uh, and i think this is where i think design leaders need to take charge and uh, make sure that they make this one of the mandates and i actually have it as a mandate i do it purposefully to make sure that i identify talent nurture them and uh, and include it in the team it's very crucial right because today's products if you think about it so diverse right like you know they you're connecting with people whom we don't even understand sometimes and our only way uh, of making sure these products work for uh, for a billion people is to make sure that you have the intelligence yourself right like you apply that intelligence in designing some of these products it's called human intelligence right mm-hmm. and a uh, lot of things talked about i mean like a lot of people talked about artificial intelligence but then using your human intellect to sort of figure out is this the right thing to do and how do we include the right people the right decisions i i would like to give an example right like you know i stand vindicated by doing one of these things because if you look at the app today right like you know a lot of illustrations that get done they are well represented because we have a your brilliant designer like you know who's actually she's a female and and she brings a lot of uh, emotions and diversity to the visual language that we do right and then uh, recently we actually uh, did something uh, on instamart like instamart is our grocery product and uh, we had to actually include cigarettes as a category mm. right like you know and this was twitchy topic right like you know and and being responsible by design it doesn't comes to everyone naturally yeah. right like you know and there was actually a women designer who actually was telling that hey i mean like this could spin off habits and you need to design responsibility and uh, and of course we should have the category because it's it's what people need but then how do we make sure that we give alternatives mm-hmm. right like you know the different dimensions that came into the product building that experience building was phenomenal 
Like if you go to the category, there's actually a banner that says it's not good for you. The way in which it is represented, there are nicotine alternatives that are being presented. Mm-hmm. Some of it uh, is very difficult if you have uh, only one gender or one type of people who are actually designing some of these products, right? Like you know, because yeah. you need to have people with different experiences and different diverse sort of backgrounds to come in and influence the product building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and at this point in time, I, we can't leave it. To chance, right? Like you will have to make sure that you work towards this diversity and uh, you plan out. Uh, you need to search for talent, right? Like, you know, you need to score, like, you know, you have to keep searching for talent and uh, you need to keep this as a mandate almost uh, to make sure yeah. if you want to have a great team, right? That's going to build an experience for a billion people. Uh, you know, it's very, it's very, very important to build a diversity. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, Srinath, like with Swiggy, I don't know how many hundreds of cities you folks are in now. Well, 300, in India, right? well, 300 plus, right? Yeah, 300 plus. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was just wondering, like, uh, designing for Indonesia, people ask me a lot of times, like, how, how does it feel to design for such a diverse, uh, you know, user base? And I keep wondering, and you folks also, like, India is hella diverse within its own yeah, boundaries yeah. right uh, so yeah we, you know third tier fourth tier towns uh, they're well represented in your customer yeah. base now but maybe not so well represented in the design yeah. team right we are all still english speaking yeah. metro born designers that's correct mostly. that's correct but we come from diverse backgrounds though yeah. people are from that area right like you know people have come from very remote parts of uh, the country who actually joined the design team. Yeah. Of course, you join with the mindset, right? Like, you know, Western world influenced a lot of this. Mm. So you can't shy away from the fact that, okay, do you have Western influence? You can't say no. Of course you have, right? You know, but then sure. when it comes to designing for your people, right? Like, you know, and your behavior, your habits, uh, it's about how do you bring that inclusiveness, right? Like, you know, somebody tried to include you, right? Like, you know, so you're part of the team, right? Like, you know, so you have to include your own users, right? Like, you know, so I think it, uh, it comes naturally for some folks, right? Like, you know, and for for other folks, of course, you have to immerse yourself, you have to talk to users and uh, empathize, right? Like, you know, sympathize, empathize, whatever you do, but just connect with people, right? And understand their problems, right? So, Yes, it is tough. It is still work in progress. I would say mm-hmm. I won't. I won't go to the extent by saying that oh, Swiggy is all this. We are already inclusive. We are doing this stuff. We, I think we are taking steps towards it. And uh, given the diversity in our team, we are quite confident that uh, we can achieve it. Sure. I, I'll just um, take a contrary view yeah. and and I don't know how to put it, but I'm just taking a tangent here, right? Yeah. And um, so, for example, when you say inclusive, you're there is one school of thought which says yeah, uh, you you sharpen it or you make it 0.03% lightweight right. uh, you know we all know which school that is right, right. <laughs> and and you just you just cater for that sort of audience and keep pushing the envelope or make it super duper uh, sexy for that audience right. and just polarize the rest not consciously or intentionally but just because of the nature of uh, what we do correct right? Yeah. So, any any thoughts on reconciling these two thoughts, or they they should remain independent? Like one is being inclusive and and making I don't know for a lack of better example, but making State Bank of India. Right. And, and uh, one on the other spectrum, you're making like like MacBook Pros without even an Ethernet card. Right. Uh, and yeah. and or or selling phones without charger. <laughs> right. And right. So there are two extremes here. Uh, any thoughts on that? It's it's a super duper tangent. I don't know, but 
just because of your inclusive uh, nature of design. I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. That's correct. No, I think uh, there is a hardware and a software split on this. If you are a hardware company, device company, you can make some of these choices because people pay for uh, a bit of the social status there. Uh, but when it comes to software, software is as democratic as it gets, right? If you are not inclusive in software, you will be cut into thousand pieces. So there's no death by thousand pieces is imminent. Uh, if if you are a software developer, if you are actually a software company and you're not being inclusive, and these kind of things works for uh, so you know device companies that drive social status like Apple probably has got away with it. Even even Apple has range yeah. of phones, right? Like you know yeah. that that appeals yeah. to yeah. all yeah. of the people, right? Like you know Apple is the only company. In fact, I would say it's super inclusive because it has smaller phones, it has big phones, it has accessible phones, yeah. right? Today, the software, right, is one of the best, right? Like, you know, if you have to use blind person, deaf person, anyone, right? Like, you know, or any person who has any motor issues, right? Normal people, right? Like, you know, who are delusional, yeah. right? Like, you know, they can still use it, right? So it's as inclusive. Yeah. So it's the software that makes it. If you're in the software game, Right, like you know, and uh, if you're designing for software and you're not inclusive, then it's done by thousand cuts. Mm. Right, like you know, so so I would say, uh, you know, Android is as democratic as it gets. Right, like you know, it's extremely usable and it's extremely inclusive, and the success of it actually comes even iOS sometimes. Yeah. Right, like you know, a lot of features that we saw seen in iOS, uh, we saw it like from five, four years before in Android. So that's as inclusive as it can get. Right, like you know, so they clearly are showing a big market share in terms of at least software, if not the hardware, like, you know. So definitely I would say, you know, you have to be inclusive if you are an app developer or if you're a company who thrives on app or on the internet. So internet is how, is so uh, diverse and it's yeah. uh, so inclusive. And uh, yeah, it's all democratic. Like you can't survive if you're not inclusive. In the long run at least. Sure. Sometimes it depends on the business also, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and there are some people yeah. who'd say, okay, we are designing for India A or India B. I mean, so be it, right? Like, Bharat. Yeah, Bharat. Yeah, no. I mean, like, of course, I, I don't understand that, right? Like, you know, I mean, of course, Bharat isn't everyone, right? Like, you know, every yeah. Indian, there is a Bharat, right? At the end of the day, we all would like to save money, right? Like, you know, <laughs> we are all, uh, you know, as stingy as we can get, right? Like, you know, and, uh, and of course, this very degree of tolerance that we have, right? That that may define us. But when it comes to how you respond to certain things, there is a certain uh, behavior that we all share, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, there's certain habit that that we all grew up with. And uh, and I think it's the culture, it's the, it's the community, uh, it's a feeling of, uh, okay, this is my nation, my country, et cetera, et cetera, which will actually eventually play a role. Right, and uh, you will have to be inclusive if you want to make sure that your product reaches a lot of those folks. But if you're a niche product, then so be it, right? Like you know, and then yeah. forever be niche. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I just, I just, I was nodding very heavily during that answer. And Keda, to your question, I just want to add that like exclusionary and exclusive are two different things. Okay. Right? Like ex, you you can still build a luxury product, and it needs to be exclusive. Right to right. appeal to mm. you know people who are willing to pay extra margin, but exclusionary is a different thing. That's discriminating. Yeah, that's so. If your product excludes some people because it's expensive, that's kind of okay because that's the cost mm. Mm. it takes to you know build something with that uh, level of attention to detail. But if it excludes people basis of gender, literacy rate, you know different kind of abilities, yeah. stuff like that, I think that should not be acceptable in 
any category interesting oh, yeah, yeah brilliantly put yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah uh, srinath this is one like very important question because um, one of the reason which uh, why we wanted you to be in the panel was you have built a great team in swiggy and and quite a senior folks as well so you have seems to be like some special talent or like some special uh, uh, ingredient which uh, keeps or retains or attracts senior talent because i have personally faced a lot of uh, gap in that 8 to 12 year bracket right. or probably 7 to 11 15 kind of experience uh, years of designers right so you want to highlight few of the things or any challenges you faced or now that you are in a spot that you have some senior designers in your team right. uh, how did that happen or any any insights there um yeah so i think uh, requires a lot of effort i mean initially a lot of senior designers were not ready to join right like you know because uh, because we were very nascent app and uh, we didn't have great design back then we've had challenges yeah. no no but you said uh, you mean you identified that pool and then they were not ready or the pool itself was yes, very they were not ready to join right like you know yeah because see i think senior designers uh, generally it's very tough to hire senior lead designers because first they are working on a problem so uh, focused right like you know and uh, they are so involved in a company right like them to come out of it and see your challenges your your opportunity is very difficult so um yeah when you actually are looking to hire someone like you know most people most senior people would think that oh swiggy uh, yeah it's sorted they have a design team what would i do right like you know but then we only we know <laughs> the 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 amount of challenges that we face every day and why we need your talent to come in and sort of find the opportunity right like you know so that articulation is where uh, most of the gap lies today right like you know i don't think many senior designers today understand what level of challenges or what level of detailing that goes into building some of these products at these companies so senior senior designers tend to think that okay it's a big team it's a big company why i mean i would be, i would do a very small part of it of course you could think that for microsoft or google right like you know but mm-hmm. hell i mean like you know for comp- for established companies like maybe swiggy or uh, you know ola whatever it is right like you know I, there's still a lot, lot of problems to solve so that's a gap in understanding that people think that the problem is already solved and uh, they don't get enough perspective about what they can do as a talent coming on board that exists today so the role that i take is coming in and basically giving a flavor of things right like you know where we are where do we stand um, you know what's the scope of uh, a design team inside a company like a company like us and how much do they value design and uh, how inclusive we are right like you know if you put out a file there are 600 people who are looking at the file and you'll be like okay some companies have only 600 people what what is happening to my figma file right like you know so that's the level of inclusiveness that you've brought inside uh, swiggy right like you know so this is curiosity about like what's my designer doing right like you know and that excites you have to excite senior people with that kind of a problem right like you know otherwise they may they may have a perception that you are so sorted <laughs> right like whereas actually you're so fucked up inside <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah. so they need to so matching that talent you know with the gap of the opportunity right like you know they should see that and they should see themselves growing in the opportunity right you know that's a big hard sell to do and uh, and that's the first thing that i do when i meet senior designers for hiring mm. the the second part is of course everybody is concerned about growth yeah right like you know unfortunately growth is limited to promotions and titles and etc etc right and uh, 
I think that's a big challenge in the industry today also, right? Like, you know, everybody wants, yeah. um, um, you know, a, a lead title or something, but then they're not willing to, sometimes some people are not willing to put in the work that is required for yeah. that recognition. Yeah. So, but then growth can come in many ways, right? Like, you know, grow, I mean, you may have a certain skill set gap, which you would never grow in six months time or one year time, if yeah. you're not part of a certain team, yeah. right? Like, you know, and, uh, and if you're willing to grow laterally, then, I think it's important to be having that experience, right? Or to work with a diverse team, right? Like where you can learn from each other, hmm. right? Like, you know, and uh, and you should have had a team, like, you know, which is always skilled at three or four great things, yeah. right? Not just one or two things, right? Like if you're a designer who's skilled at one or two things and design is such a multidisciplinary thing, right? Like, you know, the, you need to yeah. know five or six things to even become a lead. You sh- hmm. should be solid in five or six skill sets to even become a lead designer. So, First thing is show the mirror and say, okay, here's what I think the gap is. And here's the design team who has all of these skills, right? Like, you know, somebody who's really great in interface can learn from someone who thinks critical uh, thinking, right? Like, you know, and, and somebody who's who's very great in critical thinking can learn someone who does storytelling. Someone who does storytelling can actually learn from somebody who's doing interface or innovation, right? Like, so, so you need to be able to sell that part, right? Like, okay, this is a team where you can learn fast. You can grow fast. And growth can come in many different ways. It doesn't have to be always linear, yeah. right? Like, you know, and linearity is where people lose all the details, right? Like, you know, and people, when people tend to think about it, they get so caught up by, okay, I, I grew 10% last year, 20%, leave all the numbers. Like, you know, think about where you, are you a better designer, right? Give, yep. given, a, given a situation where you are the only person in the team, right? Like, you know, are you a better designer than before? Will you be able to take steer the ship through? That's something that you need to ask yourself, right? Like, you know, and if and if you think that, no, I need XYZ skill sets to become there, then you need to find the right team where you can go and join and you can learn from each other and grow. So that is another angle that I look at, um, you know, where, okay, you know, you can learn free, you can learn animation, you get to work on projects which are very innovative. And there's generally a culture of innovation and, and there are great interface designers. So you get a mix of both and you can grow pretty fast. Right. And that's the feeling that senior designers need to have. Second, also, there's another growth path, right? Which is some people aspire to become architects. Yeah. uh, Where they're just focused on one thing. They want to just get stuff done. There's other people who are looking at people management, right? Like, you know, they want to go nurture young people, um, you know, grow a team, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to be able to give confidence to them like that. You know, we will identify the right a growth path for you and set you up for that, yeah. right? Like if you're someone who's really into just, uh, you know, doing stuff, right? Like, you know, craft, right? Like then you go in a certain path and you will be real recognized for it, right? Like, you know, people need to feel confident that, okay, I'm a craft person, but that doesn't mean that I won't grow, right? Growth can be defined many different ways. So you have to give confidence to the craft person. Yeah. Whereas there's a great communicator, right? Like, you know, who's very, very important uh, in sort of seeding some of these ideas, growing the, the design influence inside the organization, making sure that uh, there's leadership there. So those people are also set up for the right growth, yeah. right? Like the, you set up a small team, you make them grow, you put people under them, you train them, nurture them, and eventually make them leaders of their own, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, so everybody has to be leaders of their own, right? And they need to see that growth path when they join the company. Yep. And that's very super, super important for me when I'm hiring senior and lead folks. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, growth becomes a concern, right? Like, you know, everybody wants to grow, right? Even a CEO wants to grow, yeah. right? Like, wants to become a group CEO. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. these two are the most important things uh, 
in my opinion, that giving a very clear perspective of this uh, is important before even starting the hiring uh, decision. So many interesting things yes. to pick on there, Srinath. <laughs> uh, one thing that stands out for me is, uh, I found it really funny that if you do everything right and make your product look good, that also necessarily isn't good for hiring people because people might just think, they, why do you need, what do you need oh, me yeah, for? yeah, exactly. Like, Absolutely. I, I've, I've had a couple funny. of people told, yeah. tell me at face, like, no, you have a great app. What are you going to do? <laughs> right? like, you know, and then you have to tell them the vision. They will say, of course, we have a good app, right? We have good designers, right? But we need people like you to come in and build this stuff, right? Like you have to open up a little bit, yeah. share some of the details. It'll be very tough, right? Like you know, for a leader, you know, to, to pitch something which is one and a half years, which depends on management, leadership, et cetera, et cetera, right? You know, yeah. you don't want to yeah. build a glass house also sometimes, right? Like, you know, it could yeah. backfire. So yeah. you need to pick the right stories to tell. You need to pick the right things to uh, show the growth path for the person, right? Like, you know, and then eventually sort of uh, make them uh, sort of believe into it, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's when you'll get the right people to sort of connect and join. Yeah. I, I remember I remember when I was uh, in Design Up and I was having a chat with Srinath, uh, and one of the PMs was with me from Book My Show time, and Swiggy, uh, and then like Srinath just opened uh, his principal uh, app, and he said, uh, "Hey, listen, look, this is uh, Swiggy, which is in production, uh, which is V3, and we are working on V8. Okay, so I just want to just show you something." And we were just peeking into the mobile and looking at some stuff, and Lucky ideas, right? yeah, my my uh, product manager was like just blown away. He said, "Yeah, we are like." Design mein v3 agar production pe to v3.3 pe chal hai to like we haven't pushed and they are working on like v8 like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be actually and and that's how you excite other people also to join uh yeah and it was great uh, learning for me and yeah man and I've, I've seen this product grow as a customer over the years and it's grown beautifully man but i i don't want to lose one thread from what you said Srinath. somewhere when you were talking you briefly touched on and the, the lack of supply, so to say, for senior designers. Like, right. do, do you feel that? And if you do, then I, I have to ask you, like, who, in your head, who do you hold accountable for this state of design talent, specifically, you know, lack of design talent at senior levels here? I think there is uh, good supply now, at least mm-hmm. now. Earlier, sure. yes, there was a lack of supply. I think designers are their own enemies sometimes. Sure. Right. How do you look at seniority, right? Like, you know, and leader, leadership yep. is something that is not natural to a designer, yep. Yep. right? Like, you know, you're so obsessed with your craft and you're so obsessed with this that uh, you think all the other things uh, aren't so essential for you, yeah. right? You know, and unfortunately, people realize it pretty late, right? And that's, so true, so true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, but people are breaking that uh, mindset today. And we see a lot of people uh, who are actually coming through the ranks, uh, and uh, sort of building the right, uh, I always say that skill set is one part of it, but the ability for you, right? Like if you take a salesman, yeah, right? Like, you know, there's no there's no sales guru of sorts, right? You're selling stuff. And what you look for is who is the boss, right? Like, you know, salespeople look are very clear. Yeah. Like, you know, they need a boss who can teach them how to sell. Yeah. That's their number one goal, right? Like, you know, take any uh, investment professional, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they look for, the same thing, like who's my boss who's going to teach me about all the specific decisions that they take so I can also learn to know 
um, you know, how to do speculative sort of investments, yeah. right? Like, you know, most of it is pretty much rumor, yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. you know, that I'm investing in. So I should have the subjective knowledge to do it. Take the case of engineering, yeah. right? Like, you know, uh, you know, they find mentors, right? Like, you know, they, they are geeks, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they're always with geeks, like-minded people. But then the problem with designers, I don't know why they shy away from connecting with designers. What is this trouble in making sure that, you know, in learning something from each other, right? Like, you know, there's yeah. always this, uh, uh, pulling each other I down. Know, this tussle, right? Like, yeah. yeah, pulling each other yeah. down, or yeah. you know, or maybe they're, they're not connecting yet. I mean, we designers have to connect at a very personal level and uh, and leverage each of other each of our learnings and strengths, which happens in every other career, right? Like, mm. you know, take sales. I, I talked to you about this, right? Like, you know, yeah. take engineering, take any other profession. The first thing is who's your boss or who's your mentor, because they're the one who's going to teach you specific knowledge. Nobody else. But in design, it's going to be like, oh, this person is here. Okay, maybe there are two parts to this. One, there is either fear, right? Like, you know, oh, can I even approach this person? Of course, yes, you should. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, if you if you want to know something, you should just openly go approach them, know how you can grow, right? Like, you know, that's one part of it. The other part is this fraternity thing, right? Like, you know, so am I part of this or not? Right? Who mm-hmm. comes into this fraternity? And that's a very, very difficult conversation because that could that make sure that make sure that it kills creativity in people yeah. right like you know and, and i think it's very very important that designers first need to realize that uh, for they need to bring other people on board they need to pull everyone uh, in and around right like you know small designers big designers everyone right like to make sure that this uh, profession in india especially moves to the next level right so i think it's partly about designers taking charge designers realizing that we are in a very important phase we're probably in a phase where engineering was 10, 15 years before yeah. and every other engineer would join Bangalore startups or Bangalore companies and they would like go in some fancy cars. It's pretty much like that now, right? Like, yeah. you know, of course you are there now, right? Like, you know, so, so in that case, like, you know, what, what, how are you uh, giving back to the community? There are some designers who do it very, very well, right? Like, you know, and, and for, for other designers, they need to seek more. They need to find the right mentors and make sure they build the right skill sets and the ability to use the skill set mm-hmm. inside different sets of companies. In a technology company, your skill set is only valuable so much, yeah. right? Like, you know, if you don't understand the technology that drives this, the technology that drives the business itself, yeah. like you need to understand the business and the technology that drives the business and then design for the technology and people, yeah. right? Like, you know, if you don't do that and if you, if you say, okay, my design is very... Um, yeah, I don't know, right? Like, you know, it's, so you know what I mean. It's, it's too good for these engineers. Yeah, to it's too good for these things, right? Like, you know, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I think that is where most of the problem lies today and designers have to share some of these things and, and go in and be pretty open-minded about, uh, you know, how they are communicating, how they are growing, helping each other's grow. And I, I don't mean to say go and give unsolicited advice. Yeah. Right. Like so that also will kill people. There's enough of that on right? like, social you know, media anyways. <laughs> there's enough of that. So that's why, I mean, I don't want people to read this and say, okay, now I want to become an expert and go ahead and give. It's about actively seeking mentorship, actively building your uh, ability to nurture your skill sets mm. and know where to use these skill sets in a setup uh, that matters. Sure. Right. Like, you know, course if you're selling uh if you're in a commerce company you have to use design differently right like you know it's a storefront you have to understand storefronts and then yeah. you know how people buy stuff and do it right like you know and that's a completely different mental model compared to maybe a search product yeah. or maybe compared to maybe an ai product right yeah. so so of course and and just for, for all of these things it's the ability of 
a designer to utilize their skill sets in effective thinking, in effective storytelling, in effective uh, presentation or effective production, mm-hmm. right? That's going to eventually matter. And designers need to seek guidance, mentorship, and learn some of these things before even uh, taking the next step. Sure. Yeah. In fact, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a sort of a trance because when I listen to podcasts uh, which are recorded uh, while I'm driving, uh, sometimes I lose track of like next two, three minutes because the point which is made is so uh, important that you just trip on it for some time. And <laughs> I think uh, Srinath, you did that because just um, two months ago, me and Sunit were discussing the same thing, right? Which was, uh, he's into cycling these days. And he said, even in cycling, so I, I finished, say, for example, 30 kilometers in, in an hour. But someone has just finished 10 kilometers first time in his life and he's like joining the party of 100, meet, 100 kilometer type of gang. Right. And uh, he's, not, uh, he's not felt out of place. Mm. Uh, he's, he's completely welcome and, and uh, uh, he feels at home and he's sharing the same vibe. So he said like, yeah, design make you hora. So even we have seen bits and pieces here and there. And to that, I, because you were saying so nicely, I was just tripping on the thought that India, mein design was always uh, thought as idea first. Right. Because it started from JJ and uh, advertising and design schools had this idea. Na. Right. Ter, idea ka merit tab tak hai jab tak khud ke paas hai. Mm. Idea bahar chala gaya, sab ke paas hai to fir wo... Think that, is that playing a, at a very meta level? At a very, I don't know, subconscious level? Ter, Mera cool design hai to main cool and 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 I'm not putting it on GitHub and not open sourcing it. Hmm. I think it's uh, yeah it, uh, yeah it is playing to an effect, right? Like you know, but uh, but I think it's also about um, yeah I think it's completely reversed to what geeks think, right? Like you know, and and people if, if the code is so cool, they actually first thing they go and yeah, put it on yeah, open source, exactly. right? Like, you know, exactly. Yeah, I mean like you know, I because also people are very designers are very judgmental about their work, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they rate their work very highly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and you shouldn't take things too seriously, um, mm-hmm. you know, generally as a designer, as well as as a person, right? Like, you know, because you don't know until it grows into something big, like you don't know <laughs> if that's going to be the, the most brilliant thing that you've built. Mm-hmm. Because of course, you have to shield great ideas, right? Like, you know, then you should have the insight to understand which idea is something that you should own for yourself versus which are the ideas that you can put it out to show your skills, um, or uh, or your abilities. So uh, that level of maturity is uh, yet to come uh, in the design uh, community, at least in India. Uh, what I've seen is, if you look at China, it's completely reversed, right? Like, you know, they have a site called ZCool, yeah. uh, which is almost equivalent of Behance, which triples, like anybody who designs, they just keep putting it. It's like Dribble plus Behance plus XYZ combined, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, and uh, and people are so open, right? Like, you know, they are... They, they don't care, right? Like, you know, it's about, okay, if this idea, if somebody takes, I'll take it from someone else. So, this originality, right? Like, you know, designers think that their ideas are original, right? <laughs> like, you know, and this originality is the problem. And uh, and originality is overrated mm. everywhere, mm. right? Like, you know, and you shouldn't strive to be original, right? Because every idea is taken from someone else or something else. So, it's all an inspiration, right? Like, you know, so... So what's so judgmental about this? What's so uh, possessive about some of these ideas is something that has always been, you know, I've been very free to share. Like, of course, I don't share it openly on the internet because that's not my thing. I'm a very quiet person who's always working on stuff. Sometimes I don't have time. 
I would like to do it right someday where I would uh, you know where I have a lot of time where I can go in and share my thought process itself. But to my designers, I would be very open, right? Like you know, I'd be very happy to share a napkin sketch and say, okay, go ahead and build it. It's fine, right? Like you know, and uh, and of course, anyway, it's an inspiration which came from someone else. Nobody can think uh, original, and then you you can't be very possessive about some of these things and let the idea grow. It's the idea that matters. It's not necessarily where it came from or who it came yeah. from. So mm-hmm. that mindset is very difficult to adopt. If you're so serious about yourself and you're so serious about your work, yeah. you should. I mean, like you know, that's when I love dribble. Yeah. Like you know, although there is a lot of vilification of uh, dribble designers, I think personally that uh, dribble is one way where designers are like, heck, you no. Know, I mean, like I'll go and express myself, right? Yeah. Like you know, I, I mean, people let people be judgmental about things, and I love what people create there, right? Like you know, and and yeah that's see if you think about it like you know they are basically putting out trends that will anyway shape the internet in the next 5 to 6 years it may not be yeah. uh, so great today right like you know but who knows 5 to 6 years uh, later it may become a norm right like you know some of the ios mm-hmm. transitions some of the ios designs were done by after effects designers some 7 8 years before yeah flash right? like, had know, a, like an yeah. um, like amazing we had an amazing bunch of designers who used to do such creative things in flash way before iphone was ever a thing yeah correct correct Feel, absolutely yeah. so i think uh, wherever you can express ideas wherever you can like you know put it out and uh, don't be pretty judgmental about things about your work as well as other people's work then you're taking it too serious then you're losing the whole fun of designing things right so sure. i think if, if designers can embrace this mindset uh, the community as well as themselves yeah yeah so the way i look at it and maybe this could be a some tip for young designers that there's a famous quote by godad uh, the the filmmaker that it does it's not important uh, where you take things from it's important where you take them to correct right? yeah so so yeah originality is is uh, yeah i mean like a myth and you just take it and then you take it to the next level right and that's where you have your uh, value add done correct absolutely mm-hmm. hey let's take a short break here and we are back okay so changing the direction of this train a little shrinath and we'll wrap up soon we won't keep you here for too long but there's one thing we want to or have to talk about which is um, how important is being good paymasters right recent years we've seen companies do really well esops are now a good incentive uh, or at least you know people trust them a little more than they used to earlier what role any thoughts on that right uh, do you think this is a good thing for the industry in in general or yeah. how effective are they for you as a tool to incentivize designers oh, absolutely it's, it's a very important uh, mm-hmm. tool um it's a uh, it's an extrinsic motivator but then it's very very important right like you know for people who believe in this that they can build a career out of this and uh, they are doing impactful work like you know what better way mm-hmm. right like you know if if you think okay today's startups and uh, future technologies are being shaped by designers then pay them well mm-hmm. <laughs> right like you know and uh, you you can't just uh, you can't just get the architect do a beautiful monument or a building and then not pay them right like you know <laughs> of course like you know if if you've done that in the past you have to do it in the future yeah. and uh, and what makes you think that digital designers don't deserve that yeah. so absolutely i think uh, paying well is is very very important uh, and that makes sure that there is a stamp of 
authority on the profession and uh, and people confidently will join this career more and more and design is so important right like you know in yeah. such a crucial thing in the future where it's going to define a lot of how we experience new mediums mm-hmm. right um, in that case i think pay as an extrinsic motivator mm-hmm. actually helps the intrinsic motivation mm-hmm. which is to st- which is to continue to design mm-hmm. right otherwise you look for other professions right where else can i get pay well okay sure designers can code yeah. <laughs> designers can paint designers can do hazar things but then designers need to design for that you need to pay them well yeah. so uh, absolutely in line with that sure. and if you're a design leader at the company you need to make sure that uh, you know people understand that it's very very important to pay well like and do comparison checks across other things make sure that there is parity and of course esops very very important i would say not just for senior lead designers for everyone yeah. right like you know and if it's a company policy where i've worked in some of the companies uh, i've been very very grateful to work in companies where it's a company wide policy yeah. right like you know and uh, and it's an industry leading thing that startups are doing today and uh, and i feel that okay if it's if the representation isn't there first thing as a design person or a design leader you need to make sure that there is representation there sure. and you need to have your share of the pie because you're contributing to a bigger cause yeah. right like you know so definitely i think uh, esops is, is is also a great motivator it makes people believe that okay building products although it's very mundane it can be rewarding as well right like you know it's a, it's a day to day job right like you know when you come in you have you have the same set of problems but then in different ways coming in different ways so you still need to take very high judgment high velocity call in terms of whether this is going to work or not and then go and validate them as well yeah. so not many professions do this in the first place yeah. right like so why not right like you know pay as well and we will go and do this uh, validation for you right like the you know, uh, sorry to interrupt but sriya do you think these uh, these are also the aspirations of designers or should these be the aspirations rather than problem solving i mean i'm i'm being too uh, romantic about it but yeah it's it's a practical thing to to expect good pays and join but should that be a motivation see i don't think you yeah i think that is a diabolic thing right like you know and yeah. and uh, i think i don't think designers uh, need to have that as a single minded focus when you mm-hmm. and i've seen people do that also right like then, they put yeah. too much focus on the package uh rather than the mm-hmm. the performance right like you know okay if you perform better then the package will reflect right like you know so i think it, you should you should put your focus on the performance right like you know of course mm-hmm. if you are somebody who is irreplaceable right like you know either in the community or in the a company right like yeah. you know of course you will get paid well yeah. so don't worry too much about the package worry about the performance you make sure that you are the best person best decision maker best designer in the table uh, you will be rewarded the right way and people are very rational about this right like you mm-hmm. know and, uh, and if people are not doing it then you should think about where you should improve yeah. right like you know in today's world of course i won't say all companies are equal right like mm-hmm. you know there are some companies who are still lagging behind and that's where i think i encourage all the uh, the product folks the the business folks marketing folks who are listening to this and if you think that design plays a crucial crucial role uh, in your company moving forward you need to make sure that you champion this mm-hmm. uh, initiative right like you make sure that you bring in designers and you pay them well but designers don't need to keep this as a single minded focus when they are going in yeah. and uh, they need to be focused on their fundamentals right like you know if you do good design which people believe it or not like you may think that uh, people don't know design yeah. but <laughs> yeah. but people are very very yeah. uh, right like you know and and I, i've seen it we've come across a time where you know people asked what is design and uh, you know etc etc to now actually know yeah. quite a lot about yeah. it right like you know so they value design they want to partner with you 
and uh, they are great partners. So, uh, so they will help you grow inside the organization, but you need to show them the value first. Yeah. So before asking, before showing the value, before showing the impact, asking for something that, uh, you know, people should just take a step back and think a little bit about. Yeah. But of course, everybody has uh, their own ways of ways and means of uh, sort of judging what's the perfect number for them. Right. Like, you know, and that's left to their potential to perform and uh, their values or uh, their rewards uh, that they're expecting based on a performance. Right. So I think you should have a pretty good intuitive sense about that. Where do I stand? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you know, what the company is here, the opportunity is this, can I do a, uh, plus 50 on that, right? Like, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you'll be rewarded plus 50. So, okay. <laughs> so it, it all depends on that. Yeah, so, so. Well, I think we'll conclude with uh, one last question, which I've been um, uh, discussing with you offline also uh, one or two times, which was, uh, I remember uh, we having a, a chat, uh, Srinath, about maybe India will soon have like a super app kind of models where bigger apps will just get more like smaller players into their ecosystem. And then sort of we might land up in a situation where we are again short of talent to handle these uh, mighty uh, uh, Alibaba type setups, right? So bigger design systems, different business perspectives and so on and so forth. So I just wanted to like uh, you to again share that bit. What were your thoughts around it? Uh, How will the upcoming talent or lead designers uh, will mature into the the design leaders of tomorrow. Uh, you, I, I, I think you had some given some thought about it. Right. We'd like to hear that. Yeah. And yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up for the day. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Sure. See, I think when it comes to maturity in product design and the influence of design systems inside companies, I witnessed it firsthand. I was very fortunate to have been part of Adobe, mm-hmm. right? Like you know where uh, where the first version of Creative Cloud was getting built, right? And there I witnessed the power of design systems, the systems thinking in sort of building products faster, better, right? Like, you know, so what I've done is from there on, like, you know, I've applied that knowledge uh, inside every company that I go, whether it is at Mentra or it is at Swiki now, right? Like, you know, and that way you actually show to other designers how it's done, but you don't tell, mm. like they get to build it along with you. And that's one way that you need to do as a design sort of lead or a leader, right? Like, you know, that if you you have to make sure that you begin some of these things, right? And mature your product experience in a certain way. And uh, and you'll have to create opportunities for senior designers, junior designers to sort of get included in some of these projects so they get first-hand experience of how these things are done. That's the number one thing. That is not happening enough, right? Like people are very satisfied with just doing incremental work, right? Like, you know, and, and that's where most of the problem lies, right? Like, you know, if you're looking at, you know, maybe point, point versions to dot versions to beta releases, then I think you'll only get so far, right? Like, you know, ability to lead, ability to vision some of these things that you need to build over a period of time. And you need to create opportunities for you, your design team to sort of express some of these mature product thinking, product experience solutions inside the company first, right? Like, you know, and you have to be an advocate of it. You have to champion some of these things. Company doesn't understand the value of some of these things, but then when you find a problem that there is some productivity challenge, then obviously design systems is the right fit, right? Like, you know, and then you will have to make sure that you move mountains to make sure that these projects are funded in the first place and people work on some of these projects, right? So a lot of people sort of work on this or designers work on this and they get first-hand experience about this. So that's one way of sort of developing future leaders 
right? Like that when you're building something like, you know, a vision or something, try to include people early. So they get to understand the thought process behind some of these things. They also get to understand the articulation that is required in selling projects like this. They get to also understand what mountains you have to move, right? Like, you know, in sort of even making some of these things happen and why you're doing some of these things, right? Like, you know, and, and having that knowledge is very, very critical for us to build that future Indian leadership, right? Design leadership, right? So wherever you are, like, you know, try to create opportunities for yourself, try to sell some of these things, get more experience around some of these things. So when you actually go and create your own companies or you join companies uh, as leaders, you can actually do, bring maturity to the system right from day one, right? Like you don't have to go through the same, like you, I mean, like, you know, of course, when you start out, like you don't have to be like how, how we started in 2010, 2015, you've come through a certain path, right? Like, you know, but you are at a certain maturity level. Now you can start from that base and you can even aim higher, right? So first thing is prepare future leaders by making sure that you include them in the visioning process. So they understand the articulation, the thinking, the selling, communication, et cetera, et cetera. Interfacing with people, right? Like, you know, and uh, taking tough questions, all these things, like give them exposure to that. Mm. And second, second is exposure to projects, right? That is very, very crucial in building some of these matured design solutions, right? Like, you know, so it's very, very important that, that you expose people to these two things. And that's where future leaders would come from. Mm. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that, Trina. Lot, lots to take away from that, but sadly, we are out yes. of time. So we'll wrap up yes. now. Very kind of you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was really insightful and a lot of uh, food for thought here. I think, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks uh, people for listening till the end. Um, I'm, I have a plug in the end, which is I'm heading the design at jupiter.money and we are hiring at all levels. So uh, visit jupiter.money slash careers. Uh, you can follow Audiogan on Instagram at Audiogan Moments and visit audiogan.com for more GAN sessions. Uh, I, I terribly suck at this plug. <laughs> just, I, I hate it, but uh, it's it's part of the job. Uh, you guys want to plug anything? Uh, you guys are hiring. Say. Do you know Srinath? Yes, we are hiring. <laughs> so <laughs> you can reach us at Swiggy Design in uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. So any of us and uh, yeah, I mean, exciting stuff to do. Abhinit, Yes, you can follow Gojek Design at Gojek Design on Twitter and at Design at Gojek on Instagram. And we are also hiring from time to time and we'll post it there. Awesome. I think we are like, uh, I'm making the designer community sell this marketing type stuff also. <laughs> it's a very marketing thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, hey, hey, just like on a side note, um, before we conclude, I really love the tweet which went out by Swiggy on uh, as an on Twitter after the Mintra logo was changed. I, I just love right. it. Uh, Abhinit, you remember the tweet? I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, officially post show mein kya? Can I? Uh, no, part hai show. Ka. Okay, okay. Haan, <laughs> yes, I, I do remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah, and it said uh, we, we saw our logo for six hours. Yeah, ye kiska idea tha? Like any uh, you know, trivia there? <laughs> I don't think we get involved. It's the marketing team's work. So, oh, okay. yeah, it was for marketing. Yeah, it was a great one. All right. Thank you, uh, Srinath, for giving your time. And uh, yeah, thank you, Abhinit, also. Uh, we look forward to have you again. And uh, yeah, thank you for being. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kedar. Thanks, Abhinit. Wonderful stuff. Uh, had so much fun. Awesome. Stay safe. Yes, take care.
And that's it from today's Gyan session. For show notes and more Gyan, visit audiogyan.com. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to check our other interesting podcast on IVM Network. You can listen to us on IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. To stay tuned, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IVM Podcast. And if you wish to connect with me, I am at Audio Gan Moments on Instagram. Until then, take care.